Show your loyalty to the animals by becoming a member of the Loyal Friends Club at the ARL. It's easy to join. All you have to do is make a recurring monthly donation of your choice, even as little as $5 a month, and you're part of the club. The care of one animal for one day is $15, and with hundreds of animals in our care, we rely on people like you to help us continue caring for the animals until they find their forever home. Join the Loyal Friends Club by visiting www.arl-iowa.org donate. Welcome to the Animal Rescue League of Iowa's For Love of Animals podcast. Here are your hosts, Carol and Dan. Welcome to the For Love of Animals podcast. I'm Carol and I'm here with Dan. Hello, hello. And you know, Dan, I saw uh, some interesting stats this week. So, oh. yes. So I do tell. Oh, I think we're totally going to be on the air for uh, doing these podcasts for like ever. <laughs> so, uh, scientists recently estimated that in the world, there's 1.2 million species. Of okay. animals. So okay. dog, cat, elephant. Exactly. Okay. And all the new ones you're talking about that they're finding. <laughs> so they estimate that there's 1.2 million species of animals in the world and 8.7 million living animals on Earth. Okay, so of the 1.2, there's 8.7. Is that what there, they're saying? I think so. That's a lot. That's a lot. But to your point, is it right? Like I, how did they – I wonder how they got to this It's number. a good question. I don't know. <laughs> Bernie, if you're listening, right? he's <laughs> such a good stats guy. He'll be like, where'd you get that information? I'm going to have to try to find it again. So, but that's what I, that's what I, I that's what I heard. 1.2 million species of animals on earth in the world, mm-hmm, 8.7 mm-hmm. million living animals on earth. I, that's, I mean, that's crazy to think about. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. I and, actually but, thought but it was finding, low. I, I mean, it does when you consider that there's billions of people, right? Right. Doesn't it seem low? Yeah, I was always told like there's more ants than there are people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so there's a living, unless they're not defining that as an animal. That's true because it's an invertebrate. Right. I wonder if these are like mammals or something like that. So we'll have to look. Take that information with you. Happy <laughs> How, New Year. <laughs> yes, Happy New Year. <laughs> However you want, and just know. That Dan and I will be doing the For Love of Animals podcast <laughs> for a long, long time because right. we talk about eight. We have 1.2 million species to talk about, right? And yeah, yeah we have uh, we have to talk about 1.199 of them. Exactly. Yet, right? So I, maybe we do a chart. We like mark them off as we go. But the point is, we're going to be here for a long time with you guys. Yeah. So, yeah. Come, come, uh, join us for the ride. Right. Exactly. And <laughs> I hope you had a great New Year's. Uh, yeah, I did. How about you? Yes, I did. Uh, yeah, kind of low key, but kind of liked it that way. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's all right. Nothing wrong with that. Did you like your Christmas present I gave you? Oh yes, <laughs> this is actually hilarious. So, um, on uh, the major holidays, there's a small group of people that go to the main shelter to feed water and care for all the animals there. Yep. So the staff can have the night off. Yeah, We've so been doing staff, it for like 30 years. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, and so I met you guys up there. Yep. And what does Carol hand me? <laughs> or no, she threw it to me. She threw it. <laughs> Here's your press. Yeah. And I was like, what is this? And I open it up and it's a stuffed Komodo <laughs> dragon, which was hilarious. <laughs> Um, I've actually left him in my truck. Did you? On purpose. Yeah. Uh, and I keep looking for a spot to to put him. Yeah. And he's going to be the truck Komodo dragon. I love it. So if I if I need him for anything, <laughs> yeah, I can just be like, get, get away from me. Or Komodo dragon. Here we are. <laughs> right, right. He's not as warm and fuzzy as your lemur I got you last oh, year. Yeah, the lemur. Yeah. And then there's the orca, the big giant the orca. orca. Yeah. Well, he had to be big. He's a whale. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You, uh, yeah, we find these random animals for each other because I got do. you. Well, you got uh, me cute What were those stuff. chickens? The Oh, those were adorable. They were kind of... The door... What's the what breed? What was the breed? Because I have them in my kitchen. Vorik? Or Vorik? Oh, I can't Boy, remember. we talked about them I know. when we were doing Companion Connection. Yes. Um, And 
So you got me a couple of those. They're still in my, they're in my kitchen. They're like, that. as you walk in, they're very cute. Yeah. So I was like, well, yeah. it's probably not a good idea to get her live chickens. No, but you did get me a, a red panda statue oh, I did. too, which I have on my desk. Yeah. So. See, I have a um, a little lemur statue. Yeah. Like that. Well, it's not a statue. It's like a, you know, when you go to like the farm store, the zoo, they have the yeah. little plastic, you know, mold figurines Absolutely. of all the animals. Um, I have a ring-tailed lemur one, and I've had it since I was a teenager. Wow. And it's always been in my car with me. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, it sounds really weird because I'm an adult, but like <laughs> I look at like the stuffed animals or the animals you got me, and right. they just make me happy because they make me think of an, like animals. Animals, right. yeah. And it's like... Uh, the memory, right? Right. The, the memory of that moment or whatever. So does the Komodo dragon make you happy? <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't even get that out. <laughs> yeah, he makes me incredibly happy because yeah. I know I'm going to be safe in my car if anybody tries getting to me. <laughs> right. And if this is your first podcast you're listening to, you have no idea what we're talking about. But we talked early on about the scariest animals on earth and the Komodo dragon is one of them. And both right. Dan and I could not agree more that they're one of the scariest animals on earth. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, I... Um, you know, I, I tend to not be scared of a lot of things, but I would be scared of one of those. Yeah. Yeah. It's not going to be a quick death. No. no. And I think that's the part that's the most scary, right? Because, yeah. like, almost every other animal <clears throat> that's probably considered vicious or mean or whatever, um, you know, it's if, if they do come to you, it's probably going to be very quick. Right. Not the Komodo dragon. No. Mm-mm. So I'll no. have a hard pass on that one. <laughs> yeah, I'll have a hard pass, too. <laughs> I really want it to be something cute and fuzzy that I was petting that I shouldn't have been. You know, right, exactly. I know better. Um, right. Yeah, something like that. No, so I totally agree. Not a Komodo dragon. Totally I agree. I really don't want that in my obituary. <laughs> It's a good thing they don't list uh, reasons for death anymore. I'd be like, no, you have to put this one in there. Yeah, exactly. Nobody is going to believe anybody. would want you to list that she died from a Komodo dragon. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, boy. That's hilarious. Well, good to know that we'll be here forever talking about 1.2 million animals, species. I hope there's a lot of people listening and you spread the word and get more people listening because we're going to be here a while. That's right. That is right. You you (laughs) saw something cool about whale communication this year yeah i did um this was just posted oh i don't know like a week week and a half ago on um science alert is where i saw it sciencealert.com um scientists uh were basically conducting an experiment and they were communicating with a whale for 20 minutes this went on who knows what they were saying right (laughs) Um, but that makes me laugh. I no. know, I know. <laughs> but they, the scientists were playing um, audio that they had recorded, you know, somewhere else in the water where, while this other whale was around. And the whale, like, came up to the boat and was, like, interested and was, like, vocalizing back. And so this went on for wow. 20 minutes. Um, but you and I kind of uh, giggled because... We're like, okay, well, what they have no idea what they were saying right. or vocalizing. And we were like, are they telling it to like sink yachts? And yeah. that's why the orcas are doing this. Um, but it's kind of interesting because, you know, for years, all of this research has came out about they know that whales can vocalize and communicate between each other, right? We know that. Um, same with, you know, dolphins and uh, orcas and all these other uh, whale species. Um, but this is the first time that like a whale has stuck around, That's I guess, so and cool. had a conversation. That is so cool. Yeah, for 20 minutes they did. Uh, it's and the whale's name was Twain, which I thought was cool. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. That's, you know, isn't this kind of stuff just fascinating? Like you mm-hmm. think like this never would have been anything anybody paid attention to or in the news 20 years ago. Right. And look at us now, and this is the stuff we're talking about, and it's really, you know – uncovering just the extent to which animals have thought and communication and mm-hmm. feelings. Right. And yeah, it's amazing and it's, stuff. You know, so many of them are self-aware. We talked about that a yeah. couple weeks ago where they can recognize their reflection in the mirror. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's interesting. It, this article is, is fairly long, so obviously I'm not going to read it, but um, the scientists said Twain, which was the whale's name, 
uh, swam up to the boat, circled it, and for the next 20 minutes, the scientist emitted the same contact call 36 different times at varying intervals, and Twain responded to the call each time, even closely matching the intervals that they were playing back. Interesting. So um, McCowan, uh, one of the scientists, uh, said that the type of interval matching suggests that Twain, the whale, was engaged in an intentional exchange, not just making noise to make noise. Right. Hoping someone would hear, right? Right. Um, so that wow. that would be interesting to be in the middle of the ocean, and you're like, oh, yeah, I just talked to a whale. Do you think you would have gone, you, Dan, you, Dan, Dan, the chicken man, <laughs> would have gone into, <clears throat> like, work with whales for a living, like, now? You know, not, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. looking back. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this is kind of a... A weird answer but when I was younger I loved animals obviously and I wanted to be a veterinarian and then I think I've mentioned this before and then um as I got a little bit older I was like no I want to be a police officer well clearly I did neither of those mm-hmm. um but it's weird because I'm I still do things with animals you know doing yeah. all the volunteer work and whatnot of course I have my own animals um but then I did animal services for a while which is like the dog police right right yeah. so i kind of got a, a little taste of it for that but um i've always liked dolphins like when i was younger mm-hmm. i was like obsessed with dolphins um and the whole flipper story and mm-hmm. you know all of that but my older cousin uh took classes down at central campus down here in des moines um the marine biology stuff and it she would tell me stories or you know now i see old pictures that they post yeah um and that was interesting to me but not interesting enough to probably do it and the reason is because that like the vastness of the ocean terrifies me like being on a boat would be fine right that wouldn't freak me out right but like you have to get in the water yeah conduct research right uh i don't know that i could do that and like the I have friends that scuba dive and stuff like that. There's no way that I could do that. Yeah. It freaks me out. Yeah. I was just watching Meg 2 earlier. So about the Megalodon in the water. Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Do you think that there's a Megalodon down there? Or? I mean, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. People, you and I share that. And you know that. You know I'm petrified of water. I yeah. had an incident when I was a child that ruined that water thing for me. But, like, they... People probably look at me like, oh, get over it. And it's like, mm, no. But um, <laughs> but you don't know if there's a megalodon down there. Right. And, like, is it is it going to be mean or is it going to be nice? We don't know. We don't know. So the I mean, water would have kept you away from being a yeah. marine biologist. Because you like, like, orcas. and Yeah. yeah. I, they're f- and, I mean, just seeing ocean creatures, I, I feel like, is... Like they're fascinating, yeah. Because you know, some of them like have that glow to them if they're like deep sea creatures. Some of them don't even have eyes, right? Because they can't see anyway. So why have eyes? Um, but at the same time, I'm like creepy. Yeah, I don't want to go down there and see that. Yeah. So you probably landed in the right work. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Behind a desk. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like in yeah, I get my <laughs> fill for the things that I enjoy other ways. Right. You know, which you can do. Yeah. Yeah. And then. They're fun because you can do them whenever you want. You don't have to do them. Right. So then it's not a job, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. There you go. Interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, the next story is one of the beyond cute things that we have to mention, <clears throat> which is therapy llamas. Yes, I said it. Therapy llamas. Which uh, s- kind of <laughs> surprises me. I mean, I've met nice llamas, but the majority of llamas that I have met aren't are spitting at you. Mean, but yeah, they're like, get away from me. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so Portland uh, International Airport had Benny and Prince, two llamas, come in through the Mountain Peaks Therapy Llamas and Alpaca Group uh, in Portland to ease traveler stress. Basically, I mean, if I saw llamas walking through the airport, uh, I would love it. Oh, my gosh. Seriously. I mean, it's just totally adorable. So uh, I think they it had pictures. And they had even like antlers and stuff on them. And 
that's fun. I, I think they weigh about 400 pounds a piece. Oh my gosh. Um, and they were just walking through the terminals of the airport looking for people to, you know, de-stress during the hustle and bustle of holiday travel. I love so, it. Uh, it's adorable. I love that the airport let him do it. Right. Um, that was probably the biggest hurdle, absolutely. right? Absolutely. Like, nope, you can't go through security. You might have bombs in your shoes right. or whatever. Like, come on now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we want a llama. Uh, right. Yeah. Dress they up. are pack animals, <laughs> They though. are. Yes, they are. They could be packing. Uh, uh, yeah. They glittery halters, tinkling bells, poinsettia, adorned wreaths. I mean, they were just all decked out. And That's great. Anyone who's listened to it, this podcast or our prior radio gig knows I have a thing about animals being dressed up with uncomfortable and hindering yes. costumes. They did a really nice job. Like doesn't even seem to phase these guys. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They're pretty uh, unintrusive yeah. on their costumes. They're adorable. So yeah. check that out. We'll have that posted up on our ARL for love of animals, Facebook page. So you can see that and how adorable that is. And I guess we should all go visit Portland. I mean, why not? Seriously, how adorable. Yeah, especially if there's going to be llamas. I have to say this because, you know, I love puns. Yes. Um, it has here uh, llamas, Benny and Prince, like you said, visiting the bustling airport. But then it says, <laughs> we love, with two L's, <laughs> how much the city welcomes uniqueness and the best parts of what makes Portland weird and amazing. <laughs> And they put two L's in front they of amazing. Did. You know I love puns. <laughs> oh. oh, how adorable. <laughs> well, it's just beyond cute. So Yeah, and you know, we've talked about that before too, where um the community is like really starting to come around. You know, you told the story about when you first started volunteering and went to the nursing home with mm -hmm. the puppies. Um and how much we've evolved since and now they have llamas in the airport. So. Yeah, and I love it. I tell you, uh, this is a shout out total to the news people here in Des Moines, Iowa, where we are. Mm -hmm. I realize podcasts could be listened to all over, yeah, but Des Moines, anyway. Iowa here. When the weather's going to be cold, they bring up, you know, watching out for your pets. When the weather's going to be hot, watch out for your pets. Right. If there's an unfortunate, you know, house fire or something like that, they mention the pets, mm -hmm. you know. I mean, I love that. I love that. The media has help to make those animals being part of our homes and parts of our families right. just by even doing that stuff. So right. yeah, that's very cool. It really, um, and totally changed from 20 years ago. Oh, yeah, you would never hear never about animals that perished in a house fire, yeah. for example. Or, or were saved. Or, or were saved, right. Or the firefighters had oxygen masks exactly. that they were equipped on their trucks that are, ma are made for those animals. Right, that's exactly yeah. right. It's yeah, very it's, cool. It's it's good that the tides have turned for sure. Yeah, let's keep it turning. Let's keep it turning. So yeah, I anyway, agree. Um, tell you what, we're going to take a break. When we come back. We got lots of really fun animal stuff to talk about. So hope you come back with us. At Raina Immer Falls State Farm Agency, we grow our family tree by the three H's: heart, head, and humor. We build trust with our customers. Use our knowledge of the industry to get you the personalized insurance plan you and your family or business need and humor because life's too short not to laugh. Quotes for Good is our way of giving back. We've partnered with the ARL. Mention the ARL, and we will donate $10 to the organization. Call us at 515-217-3053. Do you love cats and have room in your home for more? Then you would be a great match for the Shelter Cat Getaway Program at the Animal Rescue League of Iowa. This program is designed to give cats a break from the shelter, and as a foster parent, you would provide them a cozy spot while they're waiting for their forever home. Visit arl-iowa.org for more information and for how to become a foster for the Shelter Cat Getaway Program. Welcome back to For Love of Animals podcast with the Animal Rescue League of Iowa. I'm Carolyn. I'm here with Dan. Hello, hello. We've been talking uh, whales, llamas. <laughs> Stats. Right. Just yeah. about everything. Just about everything. We talked about 1.2 million species of animals right. earlier. <laughs> now we're going to have to bring it domestic. <laughs> right. We're going to cats. Exactly. Yes. Which is a, a good headway from the Shelter Cat Getaway Program. Right. Yes. And the Shelter Cat Getaway Program is a wonderful foster program through the Animal Rescue League of Iowa. So if you live in Des Moines or close to Des Moines, Iowa, be sure and check out more information about our Shelter Cat Getaway or SCG program. Um, to foster uh, adult adoptable cat or cats in your home while they wait for a home themselves. Yeah, and if you are 
you know, in a, another state or whatever, check with your local shelter because, yeah. you know, they're all full. Um, everybody needs help. So if you have a, an extra room, um, if you already have cats, but you have an extra room where you can foster a cat uh, or cats um, or you don't have a cat and you want to foster a cat, get a hold of them. Yeah. Uh, this program has been going on 11 years now through the Animal Rescue That's League. That's awesome. It's been thousands of cats have gone through this program. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's such a cool foster program. And um, it, another purpose of this program is if there's a cat at the shelter you volunteer at that you really want to adopt and your roommate or significant others say no, uh, you can foster a cat. They'll fall in love. Then they'll be their idea, and you got <laughs> right. the cat. So, right. which is certainly Feel like I'm not adopting it. I'm, I'm not fostering exactly. It. <laughs> oh, you think we should adopt it now? Oh, okay. Well, if you're sure, right? Uh, which sadly is exactly why that program started because uh, there was a cat named Maudie May. Let's just put it like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is exactly how that program came to happen. And Maudie May came to be fostered by me and ultimately live with me. So there's that. <laughs> Read that's into how it I got, what you want. That's how I got two of mine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and that was also your fault. It was. Yeah. Yes, I know. Because you were like, oh, they look happy. Just keep them. And I was like, this isn't how this should work. <laughs> but but I still have them. And it did work, didn't it? It did work, yes, yeah. it did. Yeah. I think, I think you guys did win in the end, right? Well, the cats won, the essentially. The cats won. And yeah. it goes somewhere from foster to adopt. It's such a blurry line, <laughs> really, isn't it? <laughs> um, Love that. We got a question about doing the cat intros. And I uh, have been doing cat behavior for 20, 25 years now. And one of the most important things to getting a new cat is the introduction to the other current cats in the household. Yes. I cannot stress this enough. Uh, people will take them home and open the carrier and let them loose. And it, uh, sure, I mean, you can generalize and say once in a while it'll work, but most of the time it just causes a lot of friction in the house when it's just not necessary. So somebody asked me about cat intros. They have a couple cats and they wanted to get another cat and they're actually going to foster uh, and that's irrelevant to this exact, you know, behavior tip here, but they're going to foster, which I do think is a great idea to see if it's kind of a match for you. But yeah. And so we talked about, you know, starting off slow and set the new cat up in a separate room. So a spare bedroom, a bathroom, a lower level, something uh, with litter box, food and water, and just let it chill for a few days. And then what we want to do is start the slow intro process. Mm-hmm. And that you kind of have to, you know, know your cats because they're, this can go quick, a day or two, or this can go weeks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and it, But it's worth it. And you and I were talking about before, Dan, that like two, you know, four weeks out of a cat's long life is exactly. really nothing. It, yeah. You're not going to remember it. Right. Well, you may remember it, but you won't remember it. Like it feels when you're doing it, right? That it's never going to end. Yes, right? it is not a waste of time to do it. Mm-hmm. So, um, one thing that you can do, uh, and I'm going to walk through this just a few steps here because I am actually fostering a kitten right now who's about six months old, and I have a fostering. Yeah, well, he's, oh, okay. Let's face it, <laughs> he's going to stay. Body may number yeah. two. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, two, three, whatever. Right, um, 17, exactly. Whatever. So, and keep in mind, I have a 15 year old cat, a 12 year old cat and a one and a half, two year old cat named, um, Lily that I just adopted recently. Mm-hmm. And now this guy who's like six, seven months old. So I've got quite the age group. And if right. somebody called me and said, Hey, I want to get another cat. I definitely would not say go get a six or seven week month, you know, kitten, except for the fact that I have Lily who's looking to play. So what I'm hoping is going to happen here is Lily and he are going to play and the two older ones are fine. But oddly, my 12 year old cat named Simon is playing with this kitten. They're playing with toys. They're laying by each other, the whole deal. He's quite the little mentor. But (laughs) but what I did was I put him in a separate room, food, water, um, litter box had a TV that would turn on and off. Mm-hmm. I also bought, and I love these when you have a singleton, um, especially young cat. Um, they're stuffed cats, and you can get stuffed dogs, and they have like a um, battery operated heart. Okay. That so you can unvelcro the stomach. You put the little battery operated 
a heart in and then it beats. Okay. So a kitten or a puppy think that this is like maybe one of its litter mates. Right. So this new foster cat kitten has been curling up next to this cat uh, that I have in there. Like so his little buddy. Right. So when I go and I leave and I shut the door, he's still got, you know, his friend in there that he curls Something. up next yeah, to. That's cute. Which is really great. It really helps to minimize our stress. But so then after that I started I have a baby gate across the bedroom door. I'd start opening the door when I was standing there. I took feather toys or fishing pole toys and I would wave them mm-hmm. in between both the room and the hallway with the baby gate in between. So they start playing with the toy together. Then I opened up the baby gate and I'd let Simon in and I'd have stimulating toys going. So yeah. there's a toy called the cat's meow, which I love. It's like a plastic disc type thing. And it's battery operated. Also, when you turn it on, it's got this thing underneath it. That Oh, sure. Have you seen that? Yeah, it looks like it's in a bag it, or something. Uh, it's very cool. So yeah. it looks like it's moving. So it totally gets our attention. Uh, I call the parking ramp toy. Oh, Where sure. it looks like a parking ramp and there's balls in there. So I have all these toys out. So they kind of get distracted from each other because they're playing with these toys. And that positive interaction is helpful. Yeah, because then they're not eyeing each other exactly and it's like oh we're just playing everything's Mm -hmm. okay so that's kind of where you know it really helps on the slow intro but let's say it's a disaster let's say they just start hissing and stuff at each other if you think that's going to happen or if you're if you've opened up the door enough and you've gotten some of the bad mojo going on (laughs) you can do things like take a towel like a bath towel rub it on the new cat uh, in the separate room, then take that same towel and rub it on your resident cats and vice versa. And what we're doing is we're transferring their scent mm-hmm. um, onto each other. Number one thing for cats is scent. So if we can make them smell the same, it works out great. And another tip to that, which people think I'm a total lunatic when I mention is <laughs> cooking vanilla. So I take cooking vanilla and I put it at the base of their tail where they can't lick it off. Yeah. But again, it makes them all start to smell the same. That's so smart. And, I, you know, it just really works. There's other things you could do, like feel-away plug-in. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so synthetic cat pheromone is not a drug, but you can get it and plug it in like it's a, it's an air freshener. Um, that can help. Um, then the whole point to this is slow, 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 and right. keep that and make it positive and make right. it positive, Dan. That's a. I'm so glad you worded it like that because the interactions of when they first see each other, the toy. If you don't have playful cat, tuna. You know, mm-hmm. if you don't mm-hmm. have a playful cat, like Simon was playful. Let's say he wasn't playful. I would just take a spoonful of tuna and put it down in front of him on one side of the baby gate, put it on the other because he loves tuna and he Mm -hmm. would dive into the tuna. Hopefully the foster cat would. And again, every time they're around each other, they're playing, they're getting treats, good cat and ended on a good note. Um, So like everything's going well, great enough time. Let's end the play session. And it could be five minutes and it could be five minutes, three minutes. Exactly. But you want to end it on a positive. So that's a good point. Cause I remember doing this with, um, uh, when we would teach puppy class uh, to always end it on a high note yep. so that that's what they remember. Yep. Um, and if you are doing something, and, and this was mostly for kennel training, um, but if, you, you, if you're if you doing this cat intro, right, and it's been five minutes and then, you know, at minute six or whatever, they start hissing at each other, then end it right yep yep. um but no the next time okay i can't go over five minutes right so then you you just have to backtrack a little bit that's right only do three minutes because then it's positive right and then the next time do five minutes and positive and then end it yep and then slowly you'll be able to increase it and then eventually to your point they won't care right right Uh, but that's a crucial part of this is trying to get it to end on a really positive Mm-hmm. No, and whether that's three minutes or that's thirty minutes, right? Um, it's all dependent upon the cat, right? Or dogs, whatever, right. whatever you're doing the intro with. And you know, I don't leave them alone. I realize they're cats, but while I'm doing this intro process, I mm-hmm. don't like leave them in the room and go downstairs and whatever. Right. I make sure I'm there. I make sure I have a, a fishing pole toy just in case there's something that starts to happen, and I can like <laughs> wave it in front of them, and right. then they get distracted, and I can end it on a positive note. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, good Simon, good Simon, good boy. Mm-hmm. You know, everything's good and just, you know, but slow. And let's say that would have been a disaster and we're starting over. Then you probably realize it's going to be a week. It may be two weeks. Mm-hmm. 
it is totally worth your time to go slow. Yes. Totally. Because then you won't be stressed out for 16 years right. about it, right? Right. Or 17, however long the cat lives. Yeah, and you can keep them. So when it comes mm-hmm. to puppies, you know, I mean, the same type of th- situation. We want it to be positive. We want it to be a happy right. intro. Yeah, they... Um, I mean, generally people know if their dog is good or bad with other dogs, right? Yep. Um, but what we have found a lot is a lot of intros are done while the dog is on a leash and they behave differently when they're on a leash than if they were loose, like in a, in a contained room or fence or something of that nature. Um, so first know if your dog is going to behave or not. Um, but yeah, just go slow. Start out at, you know, one corner of the fence or the room or wherever you're doing the intro, um, have the other dog be at the other end and, you know, let them look at each other, but say the dog's name when they look at you and focus on you, give them a treat because then they're essentially ignoring the other dog. Um, and they're like, Oh yeah. So what the dog's over here, but look, I'm getting treats over here. Um, and then you just walk closer together, continue to do that, distract them with a toy, a rope toy, whatever the case may be. Um, and then, you know, when you get close enough and as long as they're not, you know, trying to be at the end of the leash to get to each other, um, then, you know, let them do their dog thing and, you know, do the smell thing. Um, but I mean, generally you're going to know, especially with dogs doing it in a controlled way like that, if it's safe to unleash or take them off the leash and, you know, let them run. Um, but the same thing, you just want to keep it positive. You want to keep it short if you can. Um, and even, you know, go out of the room if they start getting too stressed out, do a little reset, um, let play with a toy, something to take their mind off of what whatever just happened, and then just try again. Yep. Um, but, you know, for years, I always said, no, my dog is a jerk with other dogs, um, which she was, but not with every dog. It was only like, the two dogs that she was ever around. Right. right? <laughs> and so then, um, animal control, Tina, uh, she was always fostering dogs, you know, that cases that she had done that needed to be fostered to gain weight or, you know, rehab after surgery or whatever the case may be. And so these dogs were at my house a lot. And I was always so stressed when a new one was coming <laughs> in. Cause I'm like, God, what is my dog going to do? But you know, I never really had a problem. And that interesting. She just like, figured it out yeah yeah so i don't know you know it's tot and just like people right you like some people you don't like some people right cats and dogs i mean any animal is going to be the same exact way yeah. so you just have to figure out what works yeah and figure out how if they don't like each other how they can tolerate each other yeah and leave each other alone, but not fight and argue, right? We get lots of calls, you know, and they'll be like, you know, I don't think my cats like each other. And it's like, but are they living, cohabitating in a peaceful manner together? Right. As long as nobody's getting bit, blood's not being drawn, uh, they're not stressed out, so they're mm-hmm. not using their litter box, or they're constantly or stressed or hiding. If they can just coexist. I mean, I have four cats. Mm-hmm. Um and I can't say that my cat Simon and my cat Ocho, the 12 and the 15-year-old, <clears throat> love, love, love each other. They don't. They don't <laughs> groom each other. They don't sleep in the same spot. But can they eat next to each other? Yes. Do mm-hmm. they walk by each other and everything's fine? Sure. Right. You know, where I've had cats, um, I had a cat named Beso that uh, passed away a couple years ago. He and Ocho would sleep together, groom together, the whole thing. So they do have different relationships right. with each other. And you really got to just let them have their own relationships, you know? Yeah, you can't force it because nothing good comes of that. You don't want forcing that for you. No. You know, hey, Dan, you're going to no. go live with this person and, you know. Yeah, hard pass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'll go to dinner with them, <laughs> but that's it. <laughs> and I may not go a second time. Right, but, right, know, right. Yeah. So uh, anyway, so very important. We have more information on our website of the Animal Rescue League of Iowa, www.arl-iowa.org. And you can get some help on that. Uh, there's a lot more in-depth kind of instruction on um, on pet intros. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of stuff. If you click on pet help, um, that will bring up all sorts of different things. There's um, resources for pet owners. If you click that, um, it's towards the middle-ish of the page. 
uh, or the resource library if you know what you're looking for. And there are so many articles on um, all different types of species, not all 1.2 million right. of the species. <laughs> but uh, close. Right. But the, <laughs> the most common pet species. Yep. Um, and there's all kinds of stuff. But if you don't find when you're, what you're looking for, uh, be sure to reach out to us. Right. Um, you can go on arl-iowa.org and uh, click on uh, community and then click on the for love of animals uh, icon there and you can send us a message ask us our uh, the question we can get an answer back out to you um, you can go on the ARL for love of animals Facebook page send us a message there um, any way you want to get a hold of us you absolutely can yeah and we'll uh, we'll help we will help we will answer you can also call 515 461 5079-515-461-5079. That's a phone line that Dan checks regularly. You can leave his message there if you'd like to, us to answer a question or hear about something. Um, and we're happy to get those messages and go from there. Yeah. We'll figure out a way to play them. That's I right. I don't know how, but we'll figure well, it out. Well, at least we can at least share them. It's not a problem until I have right. to figure it out. Right, right? exactly. <laughs> awesome. Well, this is... Um, Exciting news. Mm -hmm. How long, Carol, has uh, this process been going on? When I say this process, I mean um, if you are in Des Moines, you're probably well aware that the Animal Rescue League uh, does animal services for the Des Moines Police Department. Um, and they are working out of a building right now that was built in the late 70s, mm -hmm. early 80s probably. probably yeah. Um, I mean, it's old and it's falling apart. Yep. Um, and so how long have, have y'all been talking about a new animal services building with yeah. the city of Des Moines? Yeah. So this, this is like been a, uh, a long path for me. Yeah. Um, what people may not realize, I actually am the president of the board of the animal rescue yeah. league. I've had the honor of being the president of the board for many, many years and, uh, so before I was even president of the board, you know, the shelter, as you said, had been built. It was very nice at the time. Yeah. I mean, animal, it served its purpose. It, it did. And yeah. animal services and animals uh, welfare has changed so much yeah. in the last 30 years. Um, and so, you know, we started housing the animals for the city of Des Moines. Then we and operated out of that shelter. Mm -hmm. uh, then we took uh, over kind of as uh, did the contract and did animal control. Mm -hmm. um we called animal services on the streets of Des Moines and uh, have been operating out of that building for years and years and mm -hmm. years and years. And of course, when we started with this, it was kind of like, oh my gosh, we need a new shelter. And I mean, a huge, huge thank you to the city of Des Moines yeah, absolutely. Um, for the beautiful shelter they have built for the animals. We feel so lucky and also just very like, we appreciate so much that they recognize the importance mm -hmm. of having a good facility for the animals of the city of Des Moines. Agree. I mean, so it's amazing. It gives me goosebumps because, you know, as the president of the board, I've been walking through this for <laughs> years and years and right. years and years, uh, all of these different pieces of this to get to this point. And it just, it literally gets me so emotional. Um, and it's all come to fruition. It's all come to fruition. And a huge, huge thank you um, to the city of Des Moines yeah. um, and the city council and the mayor uh, and our CEO, Tom Coleman, yeah. who's been working on this. Yeah, he's this been, has been a champion a labor for it. of love for a long time. <laughs> so I'm so excited for him to be at the ribbon cutting and the rest of the board and um, and all the people in Des Moines that I hope stop by yeah. and, and come. And, uh, yeah, it's been great. You know, <laughs> I remember... My mom and I started volunteering at the Animal Rescue League together, and she, way back then, so this has been 30-some years ago, right. she and I would go out, we would volunteer, there's lots of stories with that I won't bore you with, um, she unfortunately got cancer and passed away 28 years ago, and but before that, she had said to me, man... You know, we need to be having mandatory spay neuter. We need to be having cruelty <laughs> investigations, and we need a veterinarian on staff, and we need, you know, mm -hmm. to operate city of Des Moines and be doing. So she listed all these things out, and I like m remember at the time because I wasn't the president of the board at the time, but like I was 
remembering all these things. And when I became the president of the board, I was like, I'm ticking off every one of those things I you wanted to that. see happen. I mean, and this is the last one. Is it really? It is. High five. High five. High five. So it just is so cool to me that yeah. finally um, – she actually would have turned 90 years old yesterday. Oh, and that's awesome. I'm sure she's smiling down that this is this is finally hit for her and all of her dreams that yeah. she had. And the other And to be so forward thinking like that absolutely. too, you know, 30 years ago. She that's was amazing. She did a lot of cool stuff that like even programs that we don't necessarily do at the Animal Rescue League anymore, like Every time an animal was adopted, she would call the adopter. How's it I going? I remember what do we need? when they did that. I did yeah, that for yeah. a while. So my mom had started that. Um, oh, I love that. Back then. So like all the things she had ticked off. The cool thing, too, is I know that even after this being the last thing on her list mm -hmm. of all those years ago, she would be so excited about what's yet to come. Right. Yeah. Right. There would still be more ideas. Absolutely. Right? And hopefully, like, we've got some of those ideas that we're doing yeah. at the Animal Rescue League with the wonderful staff and volunteers and the board of directors. Um, and so there's there's more to come, which is very exciting. And I know yeah. she'd be very this excited isn't the about end. that. It's not the end. It's it's uh, the end of what was on her list, but right. it's just the beginning of what we're going to do. Yeah, so, I love that. Very so cool. what we're talking about is, I'm sure some of you uh, figured out, is uh, the city of Des Moines built the new animal services uh, building yep. uh, at 1441 Harriet Street which you're probably thinking, where is that? So it's actually on Southeast 14th and the Des Moines River. You cannot miss the building. It's um, beautiful. It is beautiful. Uh, and it's very green, too, which I love. There's yep. like a, a solar field uh, nearby to like help power it, which is awesome. Um, and if you uh, are from Des Moines and you remember where the old La Pizza House used to be on Southeast 14th, it's right by there. You cannot miss it. Spent a lot of my high school years at that place. I know. I spent a lot of time there when I was younger, too, because my dad would go there all the time. I drink Shirley Temples at the bar. And feel good, That's right. right. Yep. That's right. Um, so on Saturday, January 6th at 9.30 a.m., uh, there's going to be a ribbon-cutting ceremony. The mayor, uh, Frank County of Des Moines, is going to be there. He's going to uh, say a few words. Uh, the CEO of the Animal Rescue League, Tom Colvin, is going to be there. He's going to say a few words. And then I think this is probably one of the most exciting things about this new shelter. Uh, one, that it's a huge upgrade, obviously, huge. for both uh, the animals that will uh, stay there temporarily uh, before they're adopted, um, but also the people that are working out of that building. Yep. And there's finally going to be adoptions out of yeah. the city shelter building, which is going to be a huge difference yeah. because now there's, you know, nobody has to transfer animals back and which forth. Which is so much stress on those animals. Yeah, like 100%. You think about it. Now they transfer from the building up to Arrow, Maine mm -hmm. and have their surgeries and go into adoption. Right. Now we're going to, we have a whole surgery suite, medical That's suite. That's amazing. And an adoption facility at the city building. So, right. so I mean, they can stay where they're familiar. Right. Now that doesn't mean we aren't going to put some back and right. forth. It's, right. You there's know, always a reason to transport. Right. Exactly. But... That, that facility is going to have that adoption area as well. And it's so cool. And, you know. And I, I think that would help, too, because what I don't think a lot of people understand is if 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 you find a stray animal in the city of Des Moines and we want you to call animal services to let them know that you found a stray animal, uh, it serves nobody any purpose to keep the animal at your house and, you know, while you're trying to find the owner uh, because they're not looking at your house for their lost animal. They're going to call the shelter to say, did you find this white dog? Right. Or, you know, brown dog, whatever it is. Um, so when those animals come into the shelter as a stray, uh, depending on what part of town they came in, they have to stay at the shelter for a certain number of days and they can't be adopted Required out. by ordinance. Right. This That's is not law. our rule. That this is, right. is law. That's right. Um, so... I, I'm pretty sure in Des Moines it's seven days, um, but that gives the owners time to find their their pet, their cat, their dog, whatever it is. Um, but then previously, after the seven days was up, then the animals had to wait to be transported up to Arrow, Maine, in order to be adopted, um, because the current building is not set up at all for adoptions. Um, so now that's gonna speed that process up too because they can instantly yeah. just go right to adoption absolutely 
<clears throat> yeah, it's very cool. And I have to say, from whenever I go somewhere out of Iowa, I always go to the local shelters. I, yeah. You know, it's just what I've done. Yeah, if I don't have time, I, have. I always drive by. Yeah, at absolutely. Least. Yeah. Um, to me, this city of Des Moines building mm-hmm. that they built uh, for animal services escalates animals mm-hmm. in Des Moines and uh, I would say arguably all of Iowa. Yeah. And what's cool is now other shelters and cities, municipalities that mm-hmm. manage the animal uh, control, animal services are going to be looking at the shelter and yeah. saying, oh, we need something like that. Yeah. I think it just it just totally says, look what Des Moines is doing. Mm-hmm. Like, look what Des Moines is doing for its animal services and the community and community outreach programs and adoption and all the programs we're going to run a TNR. And I think we're just like, we're going to be an example. Yeah, we're knocking it out of the yeah, park. Yeah, we are. So huge thank you to everybody who, it's been a yeah, labor of love. Yeah, I say we, love. but I, <laughs> I haven't done much, you know <laughs> no, what I mean? But no, the we collectively. Yes, the we collectively. Yes, and the community. It's, <laughs> it's been a labor of love. There's no doubt about it. And, um, and it just... You have to pinch me that it's really happening. Right. So hopefully, you know, come to our uh, ribbon cutting and open house. Check it out. It's a beautiful building. Yeah, um, I'm excited to see it. Yeah, it's very exciting. Yeah, and to your point, the open house. So the ribbon cutting is at 930. And then from 10 to 6, so all day on Saturday, um, you can come through and take a tour of the facility. Yeah. And what's even cooler is um, uh, all the animals, they, they were moving everybody in today, yeah. uh, actually. So that's yeah. cool. So, so we'll be settled be, in. Yeah, it'll yeah. be operation. That's right. Operation one, so right? Very exciting. So yeah, that's awesome. You can see more information about that that event on our website, www.arl-iowa.org. Check out the events tab and you're going to see uh, all the information about that open house coming up. And if you can't uh, make it on Saturday, you know what? Come out to visit our adoption area. Uh, yeah, after stop that. by anytime. Yeah, and check it yeah, out. Yeah, and this uh, weekend after... Uh, the ribbon cutting ceremony um, adoptions out of the animal services building will be 50% off for all dogs and cats ages six months and older. So come check it out. Come check it out. It only takes nine seconds to fall in love with uh, a dog or a cat and you want to take it home, right? That's right. That's right. It's another stat for you. There you go. (laughs) All right. We are going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk. We've got Dan's new species that was discovered. He's going to be talking about a couple of other fun things. So come back with us. It's that time of year. The cold weather is here. The ARL wants to remind you that the unpredictable winter weather can be very dangerous for your animals. And we encourage you to bring them inside this time of year. Animals should not be left in cars and should only be outside long enough to relieve themselves. If you witness a situation where an animal is in danger due to winter conditions, call your local law enforcement or animal control. And we're back. Animal Rescue League of Iowa for Love of Animals podcast. I'm Carolyn. I'm here with Dan. Hello, hello. And while we were on break, I started looking up those stats. I, I'm so confused now because <laughs> there was another one that said the same numbers, you know, 8.7 living animal species on Earth. But there's others that talk about billions. So I tell you what, Bernie, <laughs> and you're going to hear us talk about Bernie a lot yes. on this podcast. He's a wonderful volunteer, but he manages our... We should call him Producer Bernie. We should. Uh, Bernie. Yes, yeah, he can be should. Producer Bernie. Producer Bernie. Uh, <laughs> maybe he can put some clarification on stats for us out there in terms of how many animal species there are right. and how many living animals there are. Yeah. So we're just going to say... What we're going to do is say... We're just going to be on air on doing this podcast a long time to cover right. all those species. <laughs> right. so that's, that's where we're at. That's a Bernie problem now. <laughs> that's a Bernie problem. <laughs> I was looking up the, um, you know, websites and stuff, and I just, there's so much. I said to myself, okay, I heard it. I don't know which one it came from. I don't know. You right. know what? Producer Bernie, right. help us. Help us. We <laughs> need it. it. And, okay. In, in the same vein, I suppose, of the number of species that uh inhabit the earth um we have been trying to talk about new species yeah or that were have been discovered or were thought to be extinct but then found again right so here's we're adding two more to the list where cute ones cute, very cute ones where scientists have identified actually five so they're saying five new species of soft-furred hedgehogs in southeast asia however three of them um, they knew about them already, but they had misclassified them. 
Ah, did so, they say what they had classified them as? Yes, and they give their Latin name, so I have no idea how to say okay, it. Okay, all good. Um, but of the five, two are actually new new species that they didn't even know existed. Okay. So the newly uh, described mammals are furry, uh, distinguishing them from the more familiar spiny hedgehogs that we are more akin to recognize yeah. that are found in Europe. Uh, furry hedgehogs are teardrop-shaped, so kind of like Adorable. a mouse, uh, with faces ending in a long, narrow snout, not unlike a mini armadillo without a shell or something halfway between a mouse and a shrew. Uh, and then it goes on to say here, previously there were two known species of furry hedgehogs, uh, but the study increases the total to seven uh, with the, the new five. Um, it can be hard to tell small mammals apart, and detailed studies like the one conducted by the Smithsonian which identified the two new species uh, can lead to discoveries that previously known specimens are indeed different species, as with the furry hedgehogs. They're, they're adorable. Yeah, and That's they did all I know. DNA sequencing and, you know, all that good stuff. Um, but, yeah, the three that were uh, upgraded from a subspecies of Hylomus are now named H. dorsalis. So... That's pretty cool. And they're endemic to South Vietnam. They're dark brown and about 5.5 inches long. The males have fang-like incisors, and the scientific name is derived from the Vietnamese word for vampire, which is kind of cool. Okay, that's very cute. Yeah, that yeah. is cute. They're adorable. So that's our new species information. That's it. Yes, that's New species. Very cool. Hedgehogs this week. So we got a website sent to us, too, weratedogs.com. And it currently has dogs of 2023 on it. So it's a video showing yeah, different this... dogs doing different things. Oh, it's asking me for a password. I don't know my <clears> password <throat> for that. It is adorable. These dogs doing all sorts of like cute things and fun things. So be sure and check that out. Yeah, it's just like a, what do they call that? Where they. The collage. Co of, yeah, yeah, collage um, yeah. of a bunch of random dog videos. Yeah. Best of, yeah. kind of like, right? Right, of 2023. So it's current, and it's just really cute. So be sure and check that out, we, we rate dogs.com. Yeah, they, they have all kinds of fun dog stuff on their website. Yeah. So uh, we're going to take a real quick break. When we come back, we're going to wrap up talking about a few fun things happening around Des Moines. We'll be back in just a minute. Is your company looking for a way to support the community? The Animal Rescue League of Iowa hosts eight major fundraisers each year, each with sponsorships available. From gourmet apples for Valentine's Day to our Raise Your Paw auction and Pedal for Paws, there's sure to be an event that is a good fit for your company. Contact our event staff at events at arl-iowa.org for more information. Welcome back to the Animal Rescue League of Iowa's For Love of Animals podcast. Glad you came back with us to wrap up. It's been a fun show. It has. Yeah, it's been lots of fun. So uh, the Animal Rescue League, again, located in Des Moines, Iowa. But if you're close to Des Moines in Iowa, you might want to consider a few of our upcoming events. One of them is yeah, our there's so many, right? Valentine's Apples, which pre-orders are actually starting this week. Yes, uh, they started Monday, January 1st. Yes. Um, so... If you've listened to ARL Animal Connection, um, you've heard Carol and I talk about these apples. It's just not an apple. It's not. Right? It's an apple that's dipped in caramel. Then it's dipped in white chocolate or chocolate. Chocolate. And then drizzled with white chocolate and then rolled in toffee. Um, they are delicious. They are. And they're huge. And they're huge. <laughs> and they're wrapped in this really pretty like cellophane with ribbons and a tag. So they make wonderful gifts that you can give to somebody that, and the tag says, you know, uh, benefits the animals. Right. Because the money raised from this goes to help the animals at the Animal Rescue League of Iowa. Right. And what's cool, too, is um, obviously you can't give your dog the chocolate ones, but they also make yeah. uh, dog apples, which is an apple rolled in peanut butter and then rolled in, like, crumbled dog cookies, right. essentially. Which, right, right. Uh, Genius. It is genius, and the dogs love them. And I tell you what, when I say if you want to give them for a gift, I mean to yourself. I mean, they are. <laughs> I mean, seriously, am I wrong? They are so good. No, you're not wrong at all. It's so cute. And there's also packages this year, so you yep. can get like a um, 
cat lovers package and it comes with with a um, comfy shirt a crew neck sweatshirt thing that says i'm sorry i can't have plans with my cat <laughs> there's one also i'm sorry i can't have plans with my dog and so uh and then it comes with a cute blanket a human apple and then treats and uh those packages are for sale as well um and you can order pre-order those <clears throat> because again these are going to be ready for valentine's day right. on our website yeah, and there are all sorts of uh, ordering options, like Carol mentioned. You can get the the box, um, which those you should pre-order because they're not going to make a whole bunch of those, right? Exactly. Because they yeah. want them to sell. So yep. pre-order if you want guaranteed uh, stock of this. But then you can buy individual apples, um, which are $15 a piece, or you can get a six-pack, uh, and these are the human apples, for $75. So it's buy one, get one free, essentially. Yep. And if you're thinking $15 for an apple, okay, come on now. They're so good. They're worth $15. They should be 30 Right. I mean, if you're saying just fi- you're saying 15 for an apple because you're shocked because they should be 30 Right. I mean, they're exactly. so good. Yeah. You don't eat this in one sitting. No, you. I mean, you probably could, but you would be sick. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to, like, net you there to see if you were going to go with, yeah, you can. Right. I didn't know. I mean, I... No, you can't. Um, you definitely have to like cut pieces off and like enjoy it. Yeah. Throughout several days. Right. And your dog, the dog apples are big also. Yeah, they're like, just like the human ones. I get them, and <clears throat> I have two big dogs, but like we, they eat theirs over a period of a week or so. Exactly. You know, I just put them in the refrigerator because right. they're so big. If I gave that to my dog, like they oh would yeah, be sick. you'd be cleaning yeah. up messes, right? Yeah. Um, but to Carol's point, these are great things to give as gifts i know i always order a whole bunch i know you always order yeah. a whole bunch and then you just whoever you see that week when you pick them up they just get an apple yeah it's crazy we also do um shipping so there's shipping yeah. fees if you want them sent to you so uh, all of you listeners out there and if you get 24 or more apples you can get free delivery in the des moines metro area oh also. that's awesome so, so it, like if you get them for an office yeah, or something like that then they'll deliver them if there's yeah at least you hear 24. that all those bosses that are listening <laughs> yeah, exactly get these for your people right um so it's really cool it's win-win you get this really great apple you can do it for a gift for valentine's day you can do it for a gift for yourself <laughs> a gift for the office there's shipping there's delivery uh with you know and you can just pick them up also at ARL Maine, um, January 22nd to February 14th as well. So awesome. they're for Valentine's Day. Yeah. And you're not going to be mad you ordered some. <laughs> you're not. For sure. And I love and, the sweatshirts this year. Uh, yeah, they're great. Um, and like we said, pre-order to make sure that you, uh, you're guaranteed to get stuff. You can, of course, walk up, but you may walk up and want five and they're like, sorry we only have one left right. or, or none right yeah. so don't be the person that doesn't get an arl gourmet apple this year yeah i um i can tell you that that actually happened to a friend of mine last year she found out about him or something late and then tried to get him and like they were gone yeah. you know so snooze you lose yeah um the uh next uh, fun event that we have coming up in February, uh, which is crazy to think that it's going to be February before we know it. And but my birthday, but I whatever. Know, I know, mine too. Yeah, yeah, that's right. We got to talk about that. Go yeah. on. Uh, February <laughs> 22nd at uh, 5.30 p.m. at Arrow, Maine is the Raise Your Paul Basket Party. Yep. Uh, we've talked about this before. Uh, we go to it every year. It's <clears> a lot of fun. It but, is. Um, can you kind of explain yeah. what the purpose of this is, Carol? Yeah. So I chair the Raise Your Paw Auction, which is the Animal Rescue League's biggest fundraiser every year. Um, and it is being held on April 20th at the Meadows, at Prairie Meadows. And it sells out. Tickets sell out. We have like 800 and some people that come. It's a huge event. It's a huge event celebrating pets. And we auction off over 400 items, all of which are donated. Some of them come from this basket party. So... People like us, uh, maybe you do it on your own. Maybe you get a bunch of your friends, but um, you come together uh, at this event on February 22nd. 
uh, at 5.30 to 7 at the ARL main location. You bring all the stuff for the basket. We supply baskets if you don't have one. Awesome. And stuff like that to go in. So, for example, um, I get with five of my girlfriends every year, and we're like, okay, we're going to do a basket. What theme should we do? And we come up with the theme, and then we all say what we're going to get to go in the basket. So right. we come and we put the basket together and it's just fun getting with your friends to put the basket together. But I also usually end up doing one or something by myself too. Like, Oh, I also, like I saw that I want to get that. I want to do a basket. I know you do that. I do the same you thing. You do a big and bad. So, <laughs> um, but it's so much fun and I love how creative people are. Yeah. I mean, they, it can literally be oh, about anything, it right? It can, anything like uh, a sucker for succulents basket, a movie basket. These are ideas too. If you are not in the area, or you can't make this, you can donate money mm-hmm. um, and choose a basket, and we'll actually put the basket together for you. And I know you and I said we're happy to do this for anyone who wants to donate yeah, money. Yeah, for sure. Tell us, send us money and tell us what you want the theme to be. Yeah, or if you have no preference. We'll come up with something. We'll come up with something. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, yeah, I mean, literally it can be about anything, right? If you like... Uh, yarn and knitting then put a knitting basket together with knitting needles and some yarn and some patterns or something um if you like cars do a car detailing package yep um if you like going to the spa and getting facials and massages then do that if you like eating out go get gift cards to restaurants yep um people like experience stuff a lot too yeah um so i know uh almost every year there's a hot air balloon ride um that's auctioned off obviously that's not a basket but just to give you an idea that it can literally be about anything absolutely anything and um we you know we have a lot of fun just me and my friends like trying to come up with like okay let's all give an idea and then let's vote on which one we're going to do right and it's so fun to see all the different ones people come up with like wizard of oz basket or yeah it can uh, be super fun you know, one year we did an alfred hitchcock basket where oh, that'd we be cool. got got the movies and then we got something like the rope movie and then we got rope you know uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's so rear window and we got binoculars, you know. Yeah, so, that's um, fun. So it was very fun. So it's fun to do it. They can be big. They can be small. Yeah. It doesn't matter. And I tell you, just those baskets and people's creativity and generosity, they add so much to our event. I oh, mean, yeah. They bring in so much money. They do. And, and some people have bidding goes. wars they do. against it. Yeah, especially <laughs> on yours. <laughs> um. And they, uh, yeah, uh, there's been some that, you know, have been like, I, there was a pink squirrel basket one year and it was all the ingredients to make the drink of a pink squirrel and they had a little stuff. I mean, it's just really fun. They raise a lot of money. All the money goes back to help the animals. So it's win-win. Um, so I hope you join us. I hope, I hope you can come out on the 22nd of February. Um, we are going to have, uh, pizza, snacks, beverages, uh, anyone who comes to do a basket, we're also going to enter your name to get a free pair of tickets to the event uh, in April, the real auction event. Um, That's it, awesome. It's great. It's a lot and of fun. And if you and uh, you bring three of your friends, you get a free bottle of wine while you're putting your basket together. Yeah. I mean, hello. I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone. Which brings us to the next thing, right? If you have bottles of wine that yes. people have gifted you, you know, people have house parties all the time and, uh, it seems like the easiest thing to do is take a bottle of wine or some yeah. sort of liquor, right, to the to the hostess. Um, if you don't drink wine or you're like, I'm never going to drink that kind, uh, you can donate that. Yes. Uh, for the ARL Razor Paw auction for the wine wall. Right. Which is a raffle that's done. There's, you know, a, a crate or something or a box of wine that's put together. Um, you buy tickets for a raffle. They raffle off, I don't know, 10 or however many bottles, right? Yep. Um, but then you get to take a whole bunch of bottles of wine home or whiskey for that matter. Yeah. It's the wine or whiskey. wall. Right. And the wine wall is six bottles of wine. We group them together in different Mm -hmm. groupings. Um, and that's all wine that's donated. I yeah, mean, so that's all awesome. that wine is donated. We group it up. It's same thing with the whiskey. So it'll be wine and whiskey wall. Um, so if you got, like Dan said, if you got a bottle of wine you don't aren't going to drink, we'd love to have it for the Raise Your Pot auction in April. Um, if you've got whiskey or if you just want to buy a bottle of wine or some whiskey and bring it and donate right. it. Yeah, that's what great. I do. I always yeah. go buy a case of this, a case of that. Yep. And here you go. Yep, exactly. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Yeah, so. it is fun. 
Lots of information about Rage of Power Auction, and we're having a Vegas theme this year, so it's going to be really fun. Oh, it is? It is, yes. Well, my basket will be perfect. Yes, it will. I love that. Yes. I so, didn't know that. Yep. Spoiler alert. It's spoiler alert. So <laughs> invites are getting ready to go out. Tickets are getting ready to go on sale first part of January. All that information about that event, www.arl-iowa.org. Check it out, um, and hope you join us and get your tickets early uh, since we sell out every year. Yeah, uh, Don't want you to miss it. Yeah, so. and if you have a bunch of friends that you know would enjoy it, you can buy a table, and then you're all sitting together, Yeah, guaranteed seats yeah. by each other. And, yeah, come have fun with everybody. Yeah, it's a really good time. Yeah, I love Live it. music, food. Yeah, can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. Um, the other event that I wanted to mention is the ARL is having two hiring events. Uh, there is one on, oh, well, actually, there's one uh, January 4th, so tomorrow yep. uh, at 9 a.m. Uh, at ARL, Maine, 5452 Northeast 22nd. And then there's also a hiring event um, Thursday, January 11th at 3.30 at ARL, Maine. And then there's another one on Saturday the 13th of January at 9 a.m. at ARL, Maine. So the reason why we're mentioning this is because um, if you want to work uh, for the Animal Rescue League of Iowa, there's all sorts of different positions, um, and they're also doing hiring for the new ARL uh, Animal Services Building. That's right. Uh, so if you want to be a part of that, then join the team. Join the team. Yeah, absolutely. You bet. Absolutely. So go check that out. Um, that's all listed on the website. You can get more information. Uh, the website, again, arl-iowa.org. Click on events at the top, and everything is color-coded. It's super easy. Uh, go over uh, – well, it'll be obviously already on January. Um, but you'll see them listed there, and you can click on them, and it'll give you all the details. Great. Great information. Yes, yes. We're we're done. We're I think done. so. We're at our hour. We are. Yeah, we're done. Um, I think the last thing that we wanted to mention was uh, kind of, uh, you know, we played this uh, clip a little bit earlier, but it is winter, although it has been very mild this year. We know that it's coming and it's going to be very cold. Um, keep that in mind when you're letting your pets outside. Yep. Um, if you are... Uh, a bystander to something and you just you feel like something isn't right um always err on the side of caution call your local authorities obviously in des moines here it's going to be the non-emergency des moines police department um but if you see something say something um always better safe than sorry uh you know when i did an animal services we would always prefer to go check it out and have everything be okay then for somebody to not say something and then something terrible happen. So keep that in mind. That weather is going to turn eventually. It's Iowa and it's winter. And you can report it anonymously. You also, can. if you're worried about, <clears throat> you know, annoying your neighbor or whatever it might be, you can report it anonymously and uh, it'll still get checked out. That's right. So, so please say something. Yes. If you see something, if you feel something, say something. That so. is right. All right. Well, that's it for this week. I uh, hope you're enjoying the podcast. We're certainly enjoying talking about animals and hoping you're enjoying that as well. Be sure and join our ARL for Love of Animals Facebook page. Yes. And um, that's remember, what producer Bernie runs. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and in a world where you can be anything, be kind. Pop forward, everyone. See you next time.